I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. We're back, folks. Welcome to another episode of Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate. I am your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner at Remax Premier Properties, leader of JT Pitts and Associates. Back after a one-week hiatus, you know, the best of things can't happen reliably every week. We were on about a, I don't know, Seth, what about a, about a 20-episode streak without missing pretty solid. I guess, no, you know what? I take that back. I went out of town for a week. We didn't, we took a week off then. So maybe I'm just a slacker. Anyway, uh, we're back alive, excited. We are live if depending on, or on demand on your, probably your, your, you know, podcasting platform du jour, depending on how you consume the show. We are live on Facebook via our private Facebook group, Louisville um, Real Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate. As always, you can get access and get in on the conversation. Just send me a note. You can request access, search the group, find it. I will get you in as long, just a couple of qualifiers, as long as you are a Louisville real estate agent. Only two qualifiers. Just got to be a Louisville real estate agent. I know a lot of people that really want to be a part of this exclusive group. Unfortunately, the conversation is for realtors only. So uh, send us a request. Check us out, facebook.com slash The Resource Podcast for clips of the show. Uh, You're more than happy to share those. Clips of the show, also links to full episodes. Um, Keep in mind that you can find those again on your podcast platform du jour, iTunes, or the podcast app through any iOS device, Spotify, Amazon, iHeart, Stitcher, any of those platforms, we are present on all of them. If you can't find us with resource because of the parentheses that go around the RE signifying that this is a real estate show, just search my name. Pretty sure you can find us that way. Um, keep in mind, we can also be found on the socials at JPitts Realtor, Twitter, and Instagram. Catch up on cute pictures of my kids or stories about what my kids are doing. Just kidding. Mostly real estate stuff there as well. J underscore Pitts on TikTok. Don't forget to check out the TikTok or the Reels on Instagram, whichever one. Seth's doing a lot of good work uh, behind the scenes. He put together a really, really nice, I'll call it a sizzle reel, a commercial, if you will, what have you. Um, You know, it's a good segue today because of today's topic. We'll get back into that in a moment. But he, he highlighted some interesting things that I might say on you know, on a, on a weekly basis, you know, and if you're, you're a longtime listener to the show, you know what I mean? So, uh, don't forget the text line. You are more than welcome to text us questions. Give us feedback, whatever you do, send those in. Uh, Seth will get them. I might just read them on air. And just one, one plea before we get done paying the bills here, wherever you podcast from, if you don't mind throwing us a five-star review, we do not appreciate 80% 80% rating out of 100, 100 is all that I will settle for. 
100%, which is a five-star review. I was one of those kids in school that a B was just not good enough. So please give me an A. I appreciate that. That is if you agree with me. And if you don't, don't listen to the show. That's, that's your prerogative, right? So uh, five-star review, follow, subscribe. Those are all ways that you can help us uh, get this you know, piece of content that we like to produce on a weekly basis out in front of more people in the marketplace. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Now on to today's topic. I kind of teased and said that it was, you know, a decent segue with the sizzle reel that Seth made last week with interesting things that I might be, you know, caught saying from time to time. Uh, I don't know why that is. It just comes out. I don't, you know, I don't plan these things. But today's topic is quite interesting. I've been told many times that I should do an episode surrounding my many sayings, the things that I might share with an agent in our office, the things that I might say on a podcast, and kind of do a bit of a deep dive or dissection, if you will, as to what I mean by some of these things. Now, I'm off the wall. I get it. I'm one of these people that has never met a word he didn't like. Um, So, you know... we don't have time to really dissect the, you know, full breadth of this kind of story archive that I might be, you know, prone to share on a weekly basis, but I picked five and they are real estate specific. We're going to keep it on. We're going to keep it on the, the train on the tracks here and keep talking real estate. We might do another episode in the future of crazy things I say that are non real estate related, but we're going to focus on real estate this week. So here we go. Let's jump right in. Number one, I often tell agents, mostly new agents, and a lot of these are geared toward new agents or agents that have been in the business and not yet achieved the level of success that they would like, because that's what I do. I mentor, lead, train, and help people hit breakthroughs in their business. Real estate is my thing. It always has been. And I'm just one of the lucky ones that gets to do their thing and help other people learn how to better do that same thing. Focus on helping people, and the money will take care of itself. Now, what do I mean by that? Focus on helping people, and the money takes care of itself. Now, to understand kind of where this saying comes from, I think you have to take a step back and understand some universal truths about the real estate industry that that we all love so dearly. Number one, it is probably the most entrepreneurial industry left, residential real estate that is, it's the most, I would say real estate investing is close, but it's the most entrepreneurial industry left in our broader economy in the United States. And why do I say that? Of course, startups and you hear this with respect to all sorts of different things, but here's what I will tell you is real estate, residential real estate as an industry is within the grasp of nearly everyone, okay? You don't have to have a world-changing idea. You don't have to have lots of education and schooling. You don't have to have enormous amounts of capital, The barriers to entry are low enough to clear for most individuals. If you want to work, if you want to be in business for yourself, you know people 
that either want to be homeowners that aren't or are homeowners that would like to sell and upgrade. And you don't have to look very far to do it and you don't have to sit in a classroom for a decade of your life to have the ability to earn an income doing this. So it's, it's the most entrepreneurial industry left because of its, it's within grasp. Now, at the core of what makes a real estate agent successful is a servant's heart. A servant's heart. You show up. Yes, you can make a lot of money. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But what you do is you show up to help people achieve their goals. This is an incredibly personal situation. Incredibly personal. You are there to shepherd them through a process that has a ton of anxiety, a ton of detail, a ton of logistics. The but it, but it also impacts greatly the way a person lives their life. You're dealing with their home, their place of sanctuary. In the last 12 months, it may be the place that they feel the most safe. And that has taken on a new meaning. But when you focus on the help, the money takes care of itself. Because, as I often say... This was the idea for this episode. The words, as I often say, come up you know, time and again in this podcast. The way you leave people feeling after an interaction with you is your trademark. Trademark is worth protecting. But a trademark is also the catalyst that takes a business from just a business to an experience. And that's what people are looking for. They're looking for the experience of working with you. Now, at the risk of having a conversation with myself, because I know you can't respond right now. I'm behind this microphone and you're wherever you are. You may not even be listening to me live. You're listening to me next week. But at the risk of having a conversation with myself, I'll ask a question and then I'll answer it. What are people looking for when they work with you? And I'll even provide you some evidence as to my opinion. They're looking for an experience, an experience that they are willing to stake their reputation on when referring you to the people that mean the most to them. And what you, if you want to see just how impactful those referrals are, I'm going to ask you a question through citing an example. When's the last time, and if you're in real estate, you know it because you're a hawk like I am, and you watch the socials the way for your network and try to ascertain, and that we can, you know you're a realtor when you try to spot moving boxes in the background of somebody's Instagram photo that they posted that is not at all about selling real estate. But you are hyper aware, as my point, of who might be interested in selling within your network. And if you've ever seen someone ask for a referral to a realtor in a Facebook thread, you know 
that that thread is going to probably have 250 comments. And because you're attached to all other realtors on Facebook, because you're watching them to see what they do so that you can rip off what they do and try to do it better, then you'll witness the 85 names that get tagged in that thread with people passionately advocating on behalf of their agent. Why do they do that? They do it because the feeling you leave someone with after an interaction with you is your trademark. That's your trademark. And they want to provide, they want you to provide, they want to give you an opportunity to provide the experience you gave them to others that mean the most to them. That's why that if you focus on helping people, the money will take care of itself. They will back up truckloads of it and dump it in your lap, figuratively, of course. But they will bring you wealth that you did not anticipate being able to achieve through a career in real estate as an entrepreneur just by creating that experience. It travels fast. Focus on helping people. And the money takes care of itself. Now, I can't take credit for that one. As I often do, I quote my father. I've modified this. He gave me this idea early in my career. It was a piece of advice that stuck with me very closely. But I've modified it a little bit. So I do need to give Mr. Jeff Pitts credit on this one. Focus on helping people and the money takes care of itself. Number two, moving on. The lesson is more valuable than the commission. Now. What does that mean? It's hard. Um, it's hard to think this way. But when you first start in your career, there are there is education and there is experience. And I, when I say education, I don't mean real estate school, although I suppose that that's valuable and certainly you have to do it. That's what is required of you by the state to become licensed to sell real estate and be in business by yourself, for yourself, etc. But that's not what real education in this business is. And when I say real education, I also don't mean sitting in a classroom, listening to a lecture or a PowerPoint, droning on about, you know, riparian rights or who owns, you know, the air above the real estate you're selling or how deep into the soil does a person's ownership or what is the difference between a special and a general warranty deed? I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about how to make a living and live a life that is worth living with real estate as a catalyst. That's education. Somebody can teach you that. More often than not, if it's valuable, it comes in the form of mentorship because there needs to be action there needs to be action rooted in that education. And that's another, another word for that would be experience, but experience requires time. And if you've just joined and you're trying to feed your family tonight or next week or later this year after your savings runs out, well, experience is a luxury that you don't have the time to achieve. You will gain it. I often say, the best thing you can do for your business is stay in business. It seems impossibly obtuse, right? 
But when you know, you know. What that means, it will become obvious to you at some point if you hang around. So why is the lesson more valuable than the commission? Because that's the only place you have the opportunity to truly gain experience because every situation is different. They may be similar. There may be similarities. But one transaction, one client, the, this person's needs, the way that you, you perfect your craft and ply your trade and the way you negotiate and the way, the way you do anything in the real estate industry is unique. It's unique in that transaction. It's unique in that moment. It's unique in that client. It's unique. It's utterly imperfect and unique. And you have to draw inference from. You have to learn through experience. You have to do. And I don't care how big that commission is. Certainly, there are moments where it stings to lose a commission in favor of learning a lesson. And you don't often get to make the choice. The choice is made for you, right? We could go back to Napoleon Hill, and I don't remember the exact quote, but you know, there is no situation that I can do nothing about if not but to change my perspective so that it does not destroy my spirit, right? So if you choose to approach any and all situations, with the mindset that the lesson is more valuable than the commission, then going back to number one, it allows you to focus on helping people and letting the money take care of itself. The lesson is more valuable than the commission. I've made lots of four and five figure mistakes, learned four and five figure lessons I haven't learned any six-figure lessons yet, I don't think. Maybe I have. Selective memory, of course. I don't think I have. Those sting. I'm not asking you not to be human, but I'm asking you to have the proper perspective. Number three, and this is a controversial one. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know... This is not my personal opinion. I'll disclaim that in the front. Um, I it doesn't match my personal life, um, you know. But I think there's I think there's something. There's, it's certainly probably the most funny of the four, of the five that you'll hear from me today. Uh, I got the best best humor, which is probably why I say it. Um, I can't I can't identify with it, but but I, I know that there's some truth to it. And it makes a point very succinctly. So what I will say is, it is best to be the first love, the second spouse, and the third realtor. <laughs> first love, second spouse, third realtor. Now, I, I'm married once, and that's all I'll ever be married, unless my wife knows something that I don't. Um, you know, I was doing some you know, sideline. I was doing a little bit of research. Seth and I were just talking. She shot a, you know, a, a bio video this morning. Seth was helping her uh, bio video for our onboarding and heard she had some interesting outtakes. So maybe she might, 
she might be thinking about trading me in after she hears this. But, you know, as I've told you before, she doesn't listen to the podcast because she hears my voice enough. So this is probably a safe space, to be fair. But first love, second spouse, third realtor. What does that mean? Let's focus on the third realtor part. What that means is that despite your best efforts to educate the client, okay, you need to understand another universal truth about us as real estate professionals. And this is going to tie in with the, the next two that come after this as well, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. So just remember I said that and we'll reference back. It's going to tie into those the understanding and the perception that the consumer has about us as real estate professionals, okay? We are one half step above a used car salesman and about a full step above an ambulance-chasing personal injury attorney, right? We're not the hammer, Although I like the hammer. You know the hammer? That's an interesting, that's a marketing program that is, you know, in multiple cities. Seth, did you know that? There's not just a Louisville hammer. There's a hammer in like every city around. Okay, anyway, before I get sued, I need to get off. Move on to that from that. Um, Third realtor. The public doesn't always listen to you. When you tell them to price for this or do that or market the house this way or you need a sign or you don't allow showings until this or you know, discussing strategy, the consumer doesn't always listen. They don't listen because they don't have an enormous amount of confidence in us as an industry. They all think we make too much money. They don't understand that the average realtor closes eight transactions through the course of a year. And if you take into account the median price point, that means that the majority of realtors live below the poverty line. True statement. So, Why does it pay to be the third realtor? Well, it may be the second realtor, right? Or you may get to be the first realtor and you just have an inordinately high level of confidence from with your clients, which goes back to focusing on helping people and learning the lessons versus focusing on the commissions because that's how you build that credibility, First love, second spouse, third realtor reflects the idea and understanding that sometimes, regardless of how correct you are, regardless of how much goodwill you've built in the community, regardless of how many reviews you have on Zillow or Google, regardless of how many times you've done this, how good you are, regardless of how eloquent you speak, regardless of your statistics and how impressive they are, they're just not going to listen. They're going to do what they do. And the market is going to have to inform them, or as I like to say, the market is going to have to season them. They're going to have to marinate in their choices. Their choices that defeated the results that you could have gotten if they'd listened to you. But that doesn't mean that they're going to accept the consequences and continue to work with you. 
they're going to find something to fixate on. Typically, it's lack of communication and lack of proactivity. Those are the two largest complaints that anyone ever has with a real estate agent. Lack of communication, lack of proactivity. Something will be manufactured mentally because one other, this is just a universal truth in people, they always minimize the effect that they have on a negative situation and maximize the effect that the other party has. They downplay their own shortcomings and accentuate the shortcomings of others. You've probably seen it in your personal relationships with a significant other even. If you try to get to a 50-50 reciprocal situation, you can never achieve it because the other person thinks they're trying harder than you are and you're thinking at the same time you're trying harder than them. So you're always at odds. So if you really and truly want health, want a healthy personal relationship, you should give 100% with no expectation of anything in return and that will inspire the other person to do the same. Because if you look for 50-50 and now we're talking about real estate again to say that give it everything you have and ask nothing in return for them and maybe you'll inspire them to have confidence in you as a professional. But it doesn't always happen regardless of how good you are. Regardless of how good you are. So, understand that when you're the first or second realtor that loses out to the third, it's not the player, it's the game. You just got to understand it. And when you're the third realtor and you firmly understand that you only get the business because first and second took one on the chin for you, give them, give them a hat tip and know that you'll be, on the, you'll be on the receiving side at some point. Number four, buyers are liars, but sellers are too. Now, that doesn't mean universally. They're not always liars. Sometimes they tell the truth. Hmm. Sometimes they tell the truth. But at minimum, when they tell the truth, they tell it to their advantage. Now, this manifests in a lot of ways. You're working with a client, you jump and run, you know, after dinner one evening to show them a house that just hit the market at 8.30 on a Tuesday when you should be giving your kids a bath. But you do it, and you make sacrifices, and they say that they're committed to you until you go on a long weekend and the one hits the market, and they go see it with the listing agent and put it under contract, and you get the we're so sorry, call or text. A lot of times it's a text these days, and that's a really nice chop in the throat. But you are their representative, at least in some part, due to circumstance. And this is almost 100% of the time. Now, I do have, I have clients that will wait for me that will let a house go rather than buy one without me. I have, I have that happen, but it is, the, it is the substantial minority of my business. And all the good agents, the amazing agents that I've worked with throughout the years, 
know that this is true. You are at least in some small part circumstantially involved. You are able to be replaced. And it'll happen faster than you think. You have to act accordingly. Regardless. Here's another great example. Go meet someone in your sphere of influence for a listing you know, meeting. They want to put their house on the market. And they're committed to you. They're working with you. You got that listing before you walked in the door. So you don't give them your typical presentation. You don't want to sell to your best friend or your, your aunt or your first cousin. You know, you don't want to, I mean, gosh, it could even be more, more, more intimate relationship than that. It could be your brother. It could be your sister, right? It could be your, your, your mother-in-law. You don't give them the presentation. You're not going to sell to them. You're going to cram them impressions on Zillow down their throat. You're not going to talk to them about Facebook ads and retargeting and you know all these Jedi mind tricks that we do through neuro-linguistic programming. You're not going to do any of that. You're going to say, how, how can I help? And you're going to keep it surface level and you're going to keep it respectful and you're going to do your job, but you're not going to sell to them. Wait three months in a hot seller's market when their property hasn't sold because you didn't combat the fact that they wanted to substantially overprice their property and have them wondering what you are doing. You're working your face off behind the scenes to sell that house, but they don't know it and they get sideways. Don't ever take any relationship for granted Don't ever take any amount of rapport for granted. Understand that you are replaceable. There are, if you're in Louisville, there are 5,200 more of you out there looking for business right now. And I just told you five minutes ago that the vast majority of realtors live below the the poverty line. You could be replaced like that, that fast. Buyers are liars and sellers are too, but maybe not how you think. It's in they they don't tell you the truth about how crucial to the process you are or aren't. Number five. Gonna end this one on a positive note. Started off positive. I went light and dark. We went Jedi and then Sith, and we're coming back around, Seth. Number five, they don't have a realtor until they have a realtor. Nice dovetail into the last point I made. I've told you that I have clients that won't go see a house without me. They won't, they'll just not buy it. If it's going to sell in six minutes and I can't get there, they say, oops, no, no, no big deal. We'll catch the next one. They don't have a realtor until they have a realtor. And I told you earlier that the the industry perception of where we are and how important we are and how we're all overpaid, those are people that don't have a realtor, and that's the vast majority of people. And it goes back to the beginning. Focus on helping people. Money will take care of itself. The lesson's more valuable than the commission. Create an experience. Overcome 
the first love, second spouse, third realtor. Cut through buyers or liars, sellers are too, because they don't have a realtor until they have a realtor. You can't take my clients away from me. This could have been number five also. You can't take my clients away from me because if you do, they weren't mine to begin with. My people are committed to me. You can't send them an invite to your client party and have them show up. They're going to send you a text and say, I'm Jay's client. Why are you sending me this? People don't have a realtor until they have a realtor. You can't take my client away from me because if you do, they weren't mine to begin with. I can't underscore these things enough. The reason I say, and I want you guys to know something as you watch this show, as you listen you know, on iTunes or Spotify or you watch us on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, wherever, wherever you're watching, this is the same. I tell you these things. I get up here behind this microphone and say these things because I need to hear them as much or more than you do. But the repetition drills it in for me. I know it's funny to say Jay talks a lot and he says these things and he's full of it and it's all this hot air and blah, 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 whatever. These things, these thoughts, these feelings, and sharing them with you is what has helped me to ascend to the level I am at. So I encourage you to internalize, edit, and internalize them. But don't, don't, don't forsake those universal truths. There's a lot of gold in those five sayings. And it all has to do with mindset and perspective. I hope you use them. Anyway, thanks for joining in, folks. Once again, as a reminder, you can catch us on the Facebook group, Ask for Access. We will grant it so long as you're a realtor and you live in Louisville or Central Kentucky. We'll expand a little bit. We don't mind folks outside Louisville Metro. We'd love to have you in on the conversation. We serve those markets too. Facebook.com slash The Resource Podcast for links to full episodes, also uh, clips that you can share. YouTube.com slash Realtor for full episodes, also uh, you know clips that you can share there. Catch us on your podcast platform du jour. I like it on iTunes or the podcast app on Apple. Spotify, Amazon, iHeart, Stitcher, all of those places you can find us. Make sure you mash that subscribe button and give us, you know, give us a five-star review. We will thank you later. At J Pitts Realtor on Twitter and Instagram, J underscore Pitts on TikTok. Text line 502-705-5667. Give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Also, don't forget about JTP University, our not-so-new piece of content, sister piece of content that we're putting out on a weekly basis. We're going to wrap the show here in a minute and record a brand new one that I'm really excited of, excited for uh, for you to have the opportunity to catch you know, here real soon. And as always, you can catch us here pretty much every Wednesday at right around noon and uh, catch us live, catch us on demand, what, whatever works for you. For Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate, once again, I am your host, Jay Pitts. We'll see you soon.